Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 119. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hey, hey, ladies, welcome back. I uh, didn't say the title today in this episode because it's really long. Urgency to fix or get rid of your child's developmental delay, medical condition, or significant struggle. That's what we're talking about today. And this episode was really born out of reflecting about me the first couple of years of my daughter's life and realizing that I had such a strong urgency to fix or to get rid of my daughter's struggles. I wanted to catch her up to the other kids to help her gain weight, to get rid of all these diagnoses, to help her resume developing like her peers. And as I was thinking about this, I was like, you know what? I bet that I am not the only mother out there that has felt this way before or is currently feeling this way. And so if you're currently feeling urgent, in a hurry, or you just want it to all go away, then this is the episode for you. Being a special needs mama is hard. It can nearly suck the life out of you, but you are not alone. There is a care team for you a care team that will hold you as you navigate your experience as a special needs mother. And I would be honored to be a part of that care team because your health and happiness matter. So you can schedule your free coaching session today by emailing me at ashleyjohnstoncoaching at gmail.com. There's really no hard, fast rules. You just bring any problem or pain to the call and just let someone else hold you for a change. Okay, so I want to start by addressing a narrative that I hear floating around out there on the internet about children with special needs. Now, this narrative really has come as a response to some of the comments that I have made online and other ones that I have noticed other moms have made online. And the the posts that me or these other moms have made really have to center around this idea of how do I help my child, you know, get rid of this issue or no longer have symptoms or, um, you know, overcome this disability or this health issue. And obviously that's going to vary widely depending on what your child has, you know, whether that's an option or not an option. Um, But it's interesting because what I've noticed is as I have asked these kinds of questions in uh, social media groups or I've seen other moms do the same, a common answer that I see in response to that is there's nothing wrong with your child and you really just need to love them. Now, what I think this comment is really trying to get at is don't try and fix your child because there's nothing inherently wrong with your child. They weren't born wrong. They aren't wrong. They aren't bad. They are a human being worthy of love, just like you, just like other kids. And they don't need to be normal to be loved, right? And I completely agree. 
Now, if this is a narrative or an idea that you ascribe to and I'm leaving something out, feel free to let me know in the comments or at my email address and clarify this for me. But this is what I'm understanding when I read this comment, when someone says, hey, what can I do to help, quote unquote, fix my child's uh, disability or get rid of their medical illness or their developmental delay? How can I help them not have this, this struggle? And the response is, there's nothing wrong with your child. You just need to love them. I think that we're actually having a bit of a miscommunication here. Um, because when someone like me or someone else is coming out on social media and is asking something like, is this curable? What can we do to improve this? How can I help my child? And the response is, there's nothing that's gone wrong. Well, something actually has gone wrong, but not the inherent value of your child has gone wrong, right? So so let's look at it this way. Like, when you want to fix something, right, that does indicate that something has gone wrong, which it has in the context that your child is not following the normal developmental path that most children follow, right? So clearly there is something, quote unquote, wrong, meaning they aren't developing like other healthy little humans are. And I think that this is evident because special needs children just by observing them, they they aren't developing as most children are. And that is a problem because they're struggling either significantly with their health, they're struggling with their development, and we have services that have been developed to address this because it is a need, because there is a problem that needs to be supported so we also have special need groups online. We have t- so, so many supports and um, companies and volunteer groups and nonprofits and things that have really come together, even headed by, mostly headed by, a lot of special needs parents because there is a need out there because our children are not developing the way that we would consider healthy or that we would consider normal. And so if we were to literally, right now I'm taking the comment, there's nothing wrong with them literally here for a minute, even though I know that's not technically what it means, but just go with me there for a minute. If we were to literally treat them as if nothing was wrong with them and offer no additional helps, no medical care, many of these children would die or struggle significantly more than they already do if we treated them like there's nothing wrong with them, because there is in fact something that has gone wrong. Okay, if there was nothing wrong with them, then we wouldn't be taking them to therapy or doctor's appointments or getting them services or needing to give them additional care from what we're doing for our typically developing children. But we are doing those things because there is a need. And the word that we're using to describe that is something has gone wrong. Something is not right here. And now when we say wrong, right, as I talked about above, it does not mean that your child is not lovable, valuable, or worthy of being treated with decency. Like those things are absolute. They're true in my opinion. Like it doesn't matter your level of ability, your level of capability. 
your value and lovability is set just the same as any other human being and you deserve to be treated decently as every other human being. The reason that I bring up this idea at all is because of how common it is that so many moms do want to try to fix the developmental delay, the health issue, or whatever it is. And it makes sense that you want to fix it. It makes total sense because it is obvious that something has gone wrong in the developmental pathway that is normal or that is typical for a child, right? A child that is able to speak, to play independently, to socialize, all of those things, right? To read. And as mothers, we want to help when something has gone wrong, So wanting to fix, quote unquote, your child's health and development does not mean that you're a bad mother. I really, really want to dispel that idea that you're a bad mother if you want to try to fix them or you want want to try to do anything to improve their quality of life or what you're doing to improve their quality of life looks different than, than another mom, right? We don't need to go out there assuming that other moms don't love their children because they're trying to get rid of their symptoms or they're trying to help them overcome a medical condition or whatever it is, right? Because if a mom is putting forth the work to even ask the question online or even do the research or even ask the doctors about it, it is likely highly likely coming from a place of love and concern. So you're not a bad mother if this is what you are wanting for your child. And it also doesn't mean that you don't love your child. It simply means that you see there's a delay, a sickness, whatever you want to call it, a medical need, and you see that your child needs extra help and you want to do what you can to get your child that help. So to summarize kind of this miscommunication, and I've, I've tried to kind of give it the best clarity that I could, perhaps it will get more clear as this discussion goes on. Um, but in summary, I think it's safe to say that there is nothing wrong with any of our children when it comes to who they are as a person, when it comes to their value or it comes to their worth. But there is something that has gone wrong that is impeding them in their development or in their health or in whatever struggle that there is. Right? And wrong, we can kind of use loosely, right? It's just, it's the word that I'm using. It's the word that seems to be the most triggering. And I wanted to use it intentionally because of that reason that it can be triggering just to understand that when people, that what we are ultimately trying to communicate to each other is we need to love our children, which we do, right? Just to try to clarify what we're trying to communicate to each other is that we all love our children. We all know that our children have inherent value. Thus, this is why we want to try to remove whatever it is that is impeding them from having the highest quality of life that they can have. And that looks different for each of us because each of us mothers, we know our children and other mothers just don't know them as well. And so if you're asking a question or you're listening to another person ask a question that seems, I guess that seems a little 
off or that seems a little out of reach or that doesn't seem realistic, keep in mind that it might be realistic in the realm or in the context of their child and their child's condition. So now, can you actually help your child get to a place of typical development and health? Because that is kind of the question that's being asked when it's like, what can we do? Can we fix? Can we get rid of this? What can we do? And the answer is, I have no idea. Like I've read and I've heard of miraculous recoveries, quote unquote recoveries from symptoms that have completely gone away. And I have heard of people where it's never been a reality for them. I do think it's worth investigating and trying for. But really the meat and potatoes of what I want to get into in this particular podcast is addressing the urgency that you may feel about fixing or getting rid of your child's developmental delay or their health issue or whatever struggle they might do that lends them to be a child that has special needs. Now, one of the main reasons that I have seen in me and in other moms, the reason that we want to fix or to get rid of our child's struggle is because in some form, you believe that it will make your life or the life of your child better, right? And in some ways, I feel like if, if we're going to say walking is better and your child can't walk, right? Remember, that's the context in which you're framing it. Then if your child isn't walking, it's not as good as if they were, right? It, the frame, what I'm trying to say is the framework in which you are viewing better matters. What is better? Why do you feel like it's better? Okay. You also believe that having fixing or getting rid of whatever struggle your child is experiencing will also solve some sort of pain point for you or for them. And I'm not talking about physical pain, which it it could, but what I'm talking about is emotional pain. Okay, so just to clarify, the reason that you want to fix or get rid of your child's struggles because you believe that in some form it's going to make your life better or their life better, or it's going to relieve some sort of pain for you or for them. This is why there is an urgency to get to the other side. It's a grass is greener on the other side kind of situation where it's, if we can fix this, then I won't have to feel this pain. I won't have to feel this grief. I won't have to feel this worry. I won't have to feel confused. I won't have to feel overwhelmed. I won't have to feel all these things. I won't have to watch my child suffer. I won't have to, you know, and some of these things are true. For example, if, if my child didn't have health issues, then I wouldn't have to watch them suffer at least from this health issue. But generally speaking, the grass is not greener on the other side because life is 50-50. If it was not this struggle, it would be something else. But we've been taught and trained to think that it is the external things in our life that bring us happiness. It's the circumstances of our life that bring us fulfillment. Now, if that was true, let's just go there for a minute, then we only get to feel fulfillment in our lives when things happen the right way, when things happen 
in a fulfilling way. So for example, if the framework is you can only feel fulfillment when your child achieves developmental milestones at the same rate as their peers, then we cannot feel happy unless that circumstance takes place. So if your child's developing at the same rate as other children, and it is that that creates and causes a feeling of fulfillment and a feeling of happiness for you as a mother, then if your child is doing that, then you should feel fulfillment. Now, I can tell you from personal experience, that's not the case. My oldest son developed beautifully. We had just as many struggles as I've had with my other two. It's just a different flavor of struggle. So when we, as mothers that are raising kids with special needs, start to think about our child and start to think about their health, that maybe they won't graduate, maybe they won't live independently, maybe they won't go to college or get married or have their own children, and we feel sad and we feel trapped and we feel like life is going to be awful for us and awful for them and we will never get to have the life experiences that we wanted, meaning we will never get to feel fulfilled. If this is how you're thinking, then you might be framing your life in the context of it is my external circumstances that create a feeling of fulfillment. Right now, it's true that maybe your child won't get married. Maybe they won't have their own children. Maybe you won't have grandchildren. Maybe that's not something you will get to experience in that way. That might be true, but that does not equal a non-fulfilling life. That does not equal sadness or depression. I remember for me early on, I was desperately hoping for ways to get rid of my daughter's health issues. I was leaning on those doctors to fix this. I was hoping that she would just grow out of it, perhaps, because in my mind, how could I ever live a good life with her struggling like this? How could she ever live a good life or even enjoy her life like this? It was pain and sadness and grief and desperation, all while trying to pretend like I was okay. But I just, at the time, could not see a world where I would be able to love my life and have this disability present in it. I thought that my pain was because of my daughter's disability, but it wasn't. It was because of what I made the disability mean. It's because of what I made the diagnosis mean. I made it mean that I couldn't have a good life. I made it mean that she couldn't have a quote unquote good life. I made it mean that I was trapped. I made it mean that she was trapped. I made it mean constant pain. I made it mean that I was a victim to my life. And I made it mean that I was helpless as a mother. Now, I don't want to argue that it's not hard because it is. And I'm not saying that there aren't 
limitations that come with these kinds of struggles because there are. There is a lot of pain and frustration and overwhelm and exhaustion. But these things do not mean and do not equal a life that is not full of happiness or joy or even you fulfilling your dreams. But what I am getting at here is that it is a whole lot easier to feel fulfilled and happy when things go the way that you think they should go. It's way easier when you expect to have a typically developing child and do all of the typical mom things. It's way easier to enjoy your life just the way everybody else does. It's way easier to feel camaraderie, to feel supported. When you have your expectations met, it's easy to feel happy and fulfilled. But do not confuse this with it being the source of your happiness or fulfillment because it's not. Right? Circumstances that happen that you expect to happen just make it easier. Think of it this way. You are looking at life through a specific framework, right? You and I had some sort of an idea of what it would be like to be a mom, what it would be like to have kids and what our children would be like and how they would develop, right? Because we'd seen it happen all the time, what kids do. And then your life doesn't turn out that way. It's a completely different story. The discrepancy between what you thought your life would be and how your life actually is creates pain. And our brains are designed to avoid pain. And so it creates urgency to fix it, to align your expectations and your reality. But what we try to do is we try to change our reality to fit our expectations. And that is really, really hard and hardly ever works. So the best way to get rid of that pain and that urgency is to move your framework over to what is your reality and to settle into acceptance. Now, when I say settle into acceptance, I don't mean don't do anything to help your child. Don't try to improve their quality of life. That's not what I'm saying at all. Definitely do try to do those things. But what I'm saying is when we have the idea that we cannot have a happy, fulfilled life, Unless we fix this issue, what I am saying is when we think we cannot have a happy and fulfilled life, unless our life meets the expectations in our heads, that is where we create our pain. There's more than one way to live a happy, fulfilling life. And your version happens to include a beautiful child that's developing differently than other kids. And that has different health than other kids. And that version of your life can involve fulfillment, love, joy, you fulfilling your dreams, you having your needs met along with those that you love. But you have to be willing to let go of the original narrative that you had, of the original framework. That's the price the price to not feel urgent, to not feel like you have to fix it, to not feel like all of those things. The price is letting go of what you thought your life would be and realizing that you can still have all the happiness and joy and fulfillment that you want in life 
along with all the other things, the pain and disappointment, and all that, that, that that's still there. <laughs> but you can still have love, joy, fulfillment in another version of your life. And that is the work, mamas. That is the work for us special needs moms in order to reach a place of calm and peace is shifting that set of expectations. That's what will let you let go of urgency. That's what will let you sit in a place of confidence and then go from there, helping your child have the highest quality of life that they can have. And that might look like coming to a place where they're developing normally like their peers. That might look like having health issues that you deal with your whole life, that you deal with their whole life. That might look like them living with you. And all of those versions can have love, can have joy, can have fulfillment. All of them can. Because what we feel about our life has less to do with our child's health and our child's development and more to do with what we think about it and what we believe about it. Your child's development and health do have an impact on your life. That's for sure. But it has far less impact on your happiness and fulfillment than you realize. All right, go grab that free coaching session. Email me at ashleyjohnstoncoaching at gmail.com. And that's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. Johnston, J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N coaching at gmail.com to get your free coaching session. And until next time, take care. Hey mamas, listen, you can create the life and relationships you want as a mother raising children with special needs. And I can show you how. We can hop on a free Zoom call and talk about what you need, what you want, and what I have to offer. No pressure, and it'll be super fun to chat and connect. So send me a message on my Instagram, Mamas Have Special Needs 2. The link's below, and let's hop on a call. Mm-hmm.